Ataha. Therefore, Vajishe, I shall accept Samanyena on the conditions. Sadhvin, the chaste girl, Yavat, until Tejaha, semen, Vipriya, may bear Atmanaha from my body. May my Ataha thereafter Dharman the duties Paramahuksyamukyam of the best of the Paramahuksas Suklaprokam spoken by Lord Vishnu Bahu much Manye I shall consider Avingsam free from envy Translation and purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Siddhartha. Therefore, I shall accept this chaste girl as my wife, on the condition that after she bears semen from my body, I shall accept the life of devotional service, accepted by the most perfect human beings. That process was ascribed by Lord Vishnu. It is free from any need. Please repeat. Therefore, I shall accept. Therefore, I shall accept. This chaste girl is my wife. This chaste girl is my wife. On the condition that, on the condition that after she bears semen from my body, after she bears semen from my body, I shall accept the life of devotional service. I shall accept the life of devotional service. Accepted by the most perfect human beings. That process was ascribed by Lord Vishnu. That process was described by Lord Vishnu. It is free from envy. Purport by Sri Prabhupada. Pradam Muni expressed his desire for a very beautiful wife to Emperor Swambhu and accepted the Emperor's daughter for marriage. Pradam Muni was in the hermitage practicing complete celibacy as a brahmacharya, and although he had the desire to marry, he did not want to be, be a householder for the whole span of his life because he was conversant with the Vedic principles of human life. According to Vedic principles, the first part of life should be utilized in brahmacharya for the development of character and spiritual qualities. In the next part of life, one may accept a wife and beget children, but one should not beget children like cats and dogs. Muni desired to beget a child who would be a ray of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. One should beget a child who can perform the duties of Vishnu, otherwise there is no need to produce children. There are two kinds of children born of good fathers. One is educated in Krishna consciousness so that he can be delivered from the clutches of Maya in that very life. And the other is a ray of the Supreme Personality of Godhead and teaches the world the ultimate goal of life. As will be described in later chapters, Kardam Muni begot such a child, Kapila, the incarnation of the Personality of Godhead, who enunciated the philosophy of Sankhya. Great householders pray to God to send his representative so that there may be an auspicious movement in human society. This is one reason to beget a child. Another reason is that a highly enlightened parent can train a child in Krishna consciousness so that the child will not have to come back again to this miserable world. Parents should see to it that the child born of them does not enter the womb of the mother again. Unless one can train a child for liberation in that life, there is no need to marry or produce children. 
If human society produces children like cats and dogs for the disturbance of social order, then the world, world becomes hellish, as it has in this age of Kali. In this age, neither parents nor their children are trained. Both are animalistic and simply eat, sleep, mate, and defend and gratify their senses. This disorder in social life cannot bring peace to human society. Kardam Muni explains beforehand that he would not associate with the girl Devahuti for the whole duration of his life. He would simply associate with her until she had a child. In other words, sex life should be utilized only produ to produce a child, a nice child, not for any other purpose. Human life is especially meant for complete devotion to the service of the Lord. That is the philosophy of Lord Jaitanya. After fulfilling his responsibility to produce a nice child, one should take sannyas and engage in the perfectional paramahamsa stage. Paramahamsa refers to the most highly elevated perfectional stage of life. There are four stages within sannyas life, and paramahamsa is the highest order. The Srimad Bhagavatam is called a paramahamsa samhita, the treatise for the highest class of human beings. The paramahamsa is free from envy, in other stages, even in the householder stage of life, there is competition and envy. But since the activities of the human being in the Paramahamsa stage are completely engaged in Krishna consciousness or devotional service, there is no scope for envy. In the same order as Kardama Muni, about 100 years ago, Thakur Bhaktivinoda also wanted to beget a child who could preach the philosophy and teachings of Lord Jaitanya to the fullest extent. By his prayers to the Lord, he had as his child Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Goswami Maharaj, who at the present moment is preaching the philosophy of Lord Jaitanya throughout the world through his bona fide disciples. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Om Ajnana Timiran Tasya Gananjana Shalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha. I was born in the darkness of ignorance. My spiritual master opened my eyes with a torchlight of knowledge. I offer my humble obeisances unto him. Vachakalpa Trubyascha, Kripa Sundubevacha, Patitanam Havani Bio Vaishnavi Yona Mogra. Namaste Divanandaya Dasaya Vanachayne, Kaupada Lavaya Snida Shila Vinodine, Ayana Dontigamana Pashtate Patitavana, Gyana Guru Taya Chitahine Chakshashe Namaha. Namo Om. Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhaktivedanta Swami Niti Namine Namaste Sarasvati Devi Gauravani Pacharine Nirvishesha Shunyavani Pashtatari Sitarine Jaya Sri Krishna Jaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gararha Srivas Adi Gauravatarinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Ato bhajisye samayena sadvin yava tejo vipriyadabhunome Ato dharman paramahuksya mukyan sukla putam bahu manye vihinsram Therefore I shall accept this chaste girl as my wife, this Kardamuni, on the condition that after she bears semen from my body, I shall accept the life of devotional service accepted by the most perfect human beings. That process was ascribed by Lord Vishnu, it is free from envy. On Thursday, we'll hear a class by his name, Yudhattva Guru.
about His Holiness Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. His appearance day is on Thursday. And in this particular purport, Srila Prabhupada is glorifying the spiritual master. And uh, we'll hear a nice, um, broad description of Thursday. But I will say that he was the uh, epitome of a uh, chaste and faithful, dedicated and sense control sannyasi. When he was a young man, when he was in college, he started a, a spiritual group. And all the members of that group, the young men, took a lifelong vow of celibacy. And all the rest fell down, except for Shri Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur. He kept that vow throughout his entire life. So he was Naishtiki Brahmachari, Naishtika Brahmachari. Uh, this is almost impossible in Kali Yuga, so it's, it's clear that Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur was a ray of Vishnu. He was not from this world. So Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur, uh, he was praying for such a son to, to come, to be born. And he had 14 children. So the fourth son of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur is Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur, uh, Bhima Prasad. So, So Srila Prabhupada is saying in this particular purport that a good father should have two types of children and they both should perform the duties of Vishnu. So what does this mean, perform the duties of Vishnu? To deliver the righteous, to kill the demonic, Dharma samstap martaya, to reestablish the principles of religion. This is the work of Lord Vishnu. So a good father <coughs> should desire to beget such a child who's going to perform the work of Vishnu. And Srila Prabhupada was, was describing that there is a ray of the Supreme Personality of Godhead, or a Nitya Siddha, devotee who comes to this world, and the only purpose is to spread the teachings of Lord Krishna, to deliver uh, all the suffering souls in this world. So there's many, actually many such devotees who appeared 500 years ago in Lord Chaitanya's Leela. There's so many, hundreds, thousands, and they just did a devotees to descend into this world to partake in the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. And still today it's happening. Still today. Srila Prabhupada said, these children born in the Krishna conscious movement, they're not ordinary children. So these are Vaikuta children. Because we can understand that we take our birth according to uh, the collection of our karmic activities and our desires, what we deserve and what we desire. 
So imagine a child taking birth of devotee parents. It's a very special children take birth in that environment where their parents are chanting, you know, at least two hours of the Maha Mantra every day, engaged in devotional service. Very special children. So this Leela of Lord Jaitanya continues even to this day. So we have these, these souls that are taking birth that are not of this world. They're raised of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. They're great souls taking birth to partake in Lord Jaitanya's extended Leela. Shilvatimunata Thakur resurrected this Leela by his prayers to Lord Krishna that he sent a ray of Vishnu who was Bhima Prashad, who later became Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur. And we can see um, different symptoms of great personalities as described in the scriptures when they're born. Bhaktisiddhanta um, <clears throat> Saraswati Thakur, he has a very unique, very unique symptoms of being a great personality. One being that the umbilical cord from his mother was hanging around his neck like a Brahmin thread. And another was that Lord Jagannath, because at that time actually his father, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, was in charge of the Jagannath temple, the Jagannath Mandir in Jagannath Puri. And the Rath cart, the Rath Yatra carts would come by, right by their home. And one particular time, because it's described that uh, Lord Jagannath, he does what he wants. He acts based on his own will. He's the supreme independent personality of Godhead. So to uh, show favor and to give a sign of this great personality, he stopped in front of Bhaktivinoda Thakur's house and would not move, I believe, for a full day. So Bhagavati Devi, who is the wife of Bhaktivinoda Thakur, she took her child, Bhimal Prashad, to be blessed by Lord Jagannath. So being a, a very renowned personality, being the wife of the, the court magistrate, Bhaktivinoda Thakur, Bhagavati Devi was allowed to step up onto the platform of Lord Jagannath. And one of the garlands from Lord Jagannath fell around the neck of Bhimal Prashad. These were two, two beautiful signs of uh, the ray of Vishnu, the uh, Nitya Siddha devotee being born into this world, who is going to resurrect the Krishna consciousness movement from the, all the Apasampradayas, all the, all the different so-called Vaishnava groups that were actually uh, misusing the pure teachings to engage in sense gratification and to engage in uh, Sahajism or sentimentalism without the sadhana. Because you have nitya siddha. Nitya siddha means those persons, because everybody is a pure soul, ultimately. Nitya siddha krishna prema shatyakamunoi shravanari shudhachitikaryoda. So everybody ultimately has pure love for Krishna within their heart. But some have never been covered by maya. These are nitya siddha devotees. But the sadhana siddha devotees, they're ones that through the practice, the spiritual practice given by the Vaishnava Acharyas, by Lord Krishna and Bhagavad Gita, who attain to the, the state of perfection, reawaken their, their perfected state of devotional service. And so the Apasampradayas that 
Sri Bhaktisattva Sarasvati Thakur had to battle against, they were cheapening the process, the necessary scientific process given, the sadhana practice process. For us, uh, the, the, the positive process is chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra, the Yuga Dharma. Described as the only means for self-realization in this age of Kali. And also following regulative principles. So controlling the senses, the mediating intoxication, gambling, and illicit sex. At the same time, practicing the highest um, process of yoga, which is chanting the Hare Krishna Maha Mantra. So the process was becoming cheapened and abandoned. And so actually, Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasvatakuri gave a beautiful story in this regard. He said, bumblebees, they, they go to flowers to extract nectar, so they have to work very hard. And then they, they harvest this, this pollen to, to produce honey. But uh, one particular bumblebee, he was flying by a window, and he saw inside a jar of honey. So he thought, wow, I'm working hard all day. Why do I have to work like this? I can simply go and, and take this honey sitting there. So he attempted to do that, but he didn't realize it was inside a jar. So he couldn't access it. He couldn't access the sweetness. So actually he was left with nothing. So in this regard, Srivatsa Siddhartha Saraswati Thakur said that so many uh, so-called spiritualists, so-called pious men, so many so-called Vaishnavas, devotees, want to cheapen the process. They don't want to do the work because to attain self-realization, just like sometimes we get challenged, I don't see God, how do you see God? To realize God, to any degree, it takes personal work and endeavor. Personal spiritual work. The inner life, the inner struggle of a spiritual practitioner. And that can't be overstepped. And so, uh, he taught strongly on these points. To, out of mercy, out of compassion, to give the real, the true, the pure process by which we can take up that process and reach the level of Nitya Siddha again. Because this, this world is, is simply a, a time world outside of our eternal existence of the soul. It's a, uh, it's a holdover. It's a holdover, stopover. It's not our home. So we don't want to go to the New York subway station and set up camp in the subway. We want to get on the subway and we want to go to our destination. So, just based on the mercy of the Acharyas, Srila um, Rupa Goswami said that one of the favorable symptoms of a devotee, uh, one of the favorable ways to engage in spiritual life is to follow the footsteps of the previous Acharyas. So that was being abandoned that was being abandoned at that time. So this, this movement was resurrected by uh, this beautiful Rea Vishnu, this powerful Brahmachari, Sannyasi, 
who gave up everything and took a vow to chant one billion names of Krishna. So I believe it took him, what was it, 10, ten years. He sat in a hut in Mayapur down. This is before Mayapur was developed. There was nothing there. He sat in a hut of the birthplace area of Sri Jaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he chanted for 10 years, one billion names of Krishna. So this isn't an ordinary personality. It's described that when the elements came, he would still chant and he would hold an umbrella for the rain. So he'd be holding an umbrella with his left hand and chanting. So this is a type of determination. Krishna says, those who are on this path are resolute in purpose and their aim is one. O sign of Bharata, those whose determination is irresolute, those who are irresolute, their determination is, their intelligence is many branched. And so Prakshita Prabhupada is also speaking about the natural state of affairs in this world and householder life, which is envy. It's a natural state of affairs in this world is trying to outdo the other jivas. Because the goal of fighting for supremacy is to become God. And so the nature of envy is that we cannot tolerate others around us having more, being more, being more beautiful, being more intelligent, being more learned. So having more and being more, we can't, the jiva cannot tolerate that from other jivas. So the natural, natural state of affairs of household life is envy. Keeping up with the Joneses, I say. So, Spiritual life turns that on, on its head when we become humble servants of Krishna and we want to see the welfare of everybody else. We're reading in the morning from Bhagavad Gita that those one who want to enjoy the fruits of their work are misers. Real life, real happiness, real love comes from a spirit of giving and service. Service to Everyone, everyone we come in contact with, we serve through sharing with them uh, these teachings to elevate consciousness. And this is give whatever we can, whatever comes our way, we try our best to give. We utilize our accumulated knowledge we've learned from Srila Prabhupada, from the devotees and the acharyas, to take whatever comes our way to serve our Guru's mission. So when, when Karna Muni he took up this, this household life to beget not only a, a Raya Vishnu but the Supreme Lord himself, the Dev. When he took up this this duty, he wasn't doing it in a mood of perpetually enjoying. He was doing it in a mood of duty. Knowing that as soon as this duty was finished, Time to take some else. Time to get serious. Time to give up this householder life. So 
the beautiful nature of Krishna consciousness is it's beyond the Varnashram Dharma system. So we also see some examples of sannyasis. The true meaning of sannyas is those who give up activities based on sense gratification. You see some sannyasis uh, in the Vaishnava sense of the word, like his, his grace, Vaisheshwari, uh, who serves alongside his wife. He's not taking sannyas. He's probably never going to take sannyas. But he's a sannyasi in the true definition of the word. Prabhupada said, those who remain in household life, the beautiful chaste wife, but control their senses, he says they're better than a sannyasi. Well, it's not easy. But we pray for that, that empowerment. Because we want to also be invested with power. So we can serve Lord Jaitanya's mission. It's described in Lord Jaitanya's pastimes in the Antyalila about how the Lord was spreading this love of God everywhere. And to do that, he would empower his associates. And there was one such example given where he entered into the heart of Nakula Ramachari. It said that unlimited, so many followers of Lord Jaitanya were empowered by the potency of Lord Jaitanya to spread the Krishna consciousness movement, to induce other people to take up this ecstatic chanting and dancing the holy names of the Lord, the association of devotees. The one example is given Nakula Ramachari was one such person, and he was exhibiting symptoms of ecstasy. His hairs were standing on end. He was had tears flowing from his eyes. He was trembling in love of Godhead. And everyone he met, based on his ecstatic love for God, he induced to chant the Maha Mantra and to take up the process of Krishna consciousness. So Shivananda saying, he heard about Nakul Brahmacharya, about how the Lord had entered his heart, the Lord was actually manifest in him, Shakti Avesh, Shakti Avesh avatar, invested with the Lord's energy, potency. The Lord had manifested in the heart of Nakul Brahmacharya, but he didn't believe it. He said, I have to see it. I have to actually see this. And so he went to West Bengal, <coughs> where Nakula Brahmacharya was, and he thought his mind, he thought, if he knows uh, my private sacred mantra that I chant, then I'll accept the fact that the Lord has entered his heart. So based on his potency, Nakula Brahmacharya understood that Shivananda chain had come in this mood, and he immediately went to him, and he said, Dear Shivananda Shane, I am chanting the Gaur Gopal Mantra, consisting of four syllables. And so he was satisfied that yes, the Lord had entered the heart of this person. So this is a process given by Lord Krishna to approach those who have love of God, those who see, have seen the truth. And it's a beautiful process. It's a process of humility as opposed to envy and competition. It's a better world. A world of humility and service is better than envy and competition.
Uh, I remember one time uh, Ananta Prabhu was giving class and he was speaking about I lost my train of thought. I remember what you were speaking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, not to Prabhu gives nice classes. I advise you to hear from him. So, so Sri Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, he, he really set the pace. Like Lord Chaitanya, he, when the Lord comes, he sets the highest standards. Like Sri Prabhupada set high standards that all the devotees aim to, to, to come up to. So these great, that's why they're called Acharyas, because they're pillars. This is, this is what we want to come up to. We want to be like them. So they really set the pace in Krishna consciousness. So he gave also a, a nice story about, about the, the symptoms of Kali Yuga and how uh, the mode of ignorance becomes prominent in spiritual life. And he told a story about, actually he told two stories about laziness. Because he was the opposite of lazy. Rajasiddhanta Saraswati Thakur was the embodiment of uh, of dedicated, fixed, strong, hard-working for Krishna. Dedication for always preaching Krishna consciousness, dedicated practice. So one story uh, he told, he said that two very, very lazy fellows were uh, sitting in a house, not doing anything, and the house caught on fire. But it was a little cold out, and so they felt the fire on their back, they felt the warmth on their back. And uh, they didn't want to move, they thought it felt really nice. So one of the lazy fellows said to the other, Hey, BB! And the other one said, What's BB? He said, Back burning! See, they were so lazy, they couldn't, even, they couldn't even say the words. And the other one said, M.A. And, and, and the other lazy fellow said, What's M.A.? He said, move aside, move aside. So in this way, uh, their life was finished. So he gave the story reference to the, the samsara davana, alina loka, that everybody's afflicted by this, this, this fire of material life. The hunger, thirst, lamentation. All these pains, these pains of, of, of suffering in this world. And we're burning up, but we, we don't we fail to take um, take to the process of Krishna consciousness with um, with full vigor and enthusiasm. And he told another story about how uh, one one king wanted to find out who the laziest persons in his country were, so he called a big feast. He said anybody who's uh, especially lazy is invited to come and take up this feast. So the hall was filled, and they caught the hall on fire as part of the experiment. And, and everybody fled except for these two, two men. And so the king said, oh, actually, these two are, are actually lazy. Because even when the place was burning down, they, they still didn't want to get up and move. So, so, so in this way, um, we can understand the nature of, of suffering and how it benefits uh, the living entity. Now, generally, 
we may not want to move towards Krishna, we may not want to um, dedicate ourselves to spiritual life because it's difficult, it's like poison in the beginning. We may not want to do that. But the suffering pushes us to do that. The, the, uh, the state of being uncomfortable in this world pushes us to do that. So the lesson from this particular verse is that if we're going to have children, or we're going to have a family, or we're going to have dependents, children or, or dependents, even new devotees are also, in a way, like children. We're, we're learning from scratch. When we come to Krishna consciousness, we're learning a new life. We're taking on new parents, spiritual parents, how to live, how to behave, how to become elevated. So when we do that, we should be invested to help them um, take up the process of Krishna consciousness and ultimately uh, be free from this, this cycle of birth and death. So they become rays of Vishnu. And also, at the same time, um, recognize the rays of Vishnu that are in this world, that do come to save us, and give them, give them our heart and soul. Follow them with our heart and soul. Dedicate our life to their mission, these acharyas. And specifically, our illustrious acharyas. The Shri Prabhupada was predicted uh, by Bhaktivinoda Thakur that such a personality would come to spread this Krishna consciousness all over the world. And so we have, uh, we have this Nitya Siddha Shri Prabhupada who came from the spiritual world. He's also a Ray of Vishnu, and we're very fortunate to be grandchildren of Shuddha Prabhupada, to be under his shelter. So thank you all so much for coming, and do we have any questions or comments? Yes? Yeah, it sounds like. Sri Prabhupada taught us. 
But in this case, also setting the example of the Varnashram system, generally, you know, it's recommended for them to take sannyas. Yeah. Most of the uh, devotees in the Bhagavan time so far have been reluctant to even take part in sex life. Which devotees? Like Abhid Kumar and Narayan. Oh. And for creating progeny, he's like one of the first to really accept, and only after all this austerity and renunciation. Mm-hmm. Both examples are there. <clears throat> but the main, main principle is to be very cautious about sex life. Like Lord Jaitanya <clears throat> set the example with um, Junior Arigas. He set this very strong principle. If you read this pastime, you can read the pastime on your own. But the, the main um, takeaway for devotees is be very cautious about sex life. It's the main thing. So whether we take on household or we don't get married for a long life long, you know, uh, celibate monk, like that. Either way, be very cautious about sex life. That's the main principle. And understand its purpose. So. Yes? In that story of the raising man, there's one of the details that when they set the assembly house on fire and everyone around, the two guys were uh, still in there, the two raising men. And one said to the other, you know, it's getting quite warm in here. There's some fire, I'm getting warm on this side. And the other lazy man said, just turn this way so that the other side, your other side will get warm. <laughs> so he shifted a little bit. Oh yes, thank you very much. And then it was pronounced, these two men are lazy. The king said, feed them. <laughs> okay, thank you. Yeah, actually, what is not such spectacular told really nice, a lot of really nice little stories. So there's a collection on YouTube some devotees put together, you know, with little, you know, imagery and animation. So. Okay, Shri Prabhupada Ki Jai, Shri Bhagavatam Ki Jai, Gaur Timanandi.